Today's podcast is sponsored by The Optimist. When you go to The Optimist, the store feels like you're hanging out in someone's living room with your friends, just hanging. Everything there is shoppable. You can even buy the furniture. The new Beverly Hills pop-up store is open in December and January at 352 North Beverly Drive. Both shops are open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. You can always go to the website at theoptimistla.com or find them on Instagram at theoptimist underscore LA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. Today's special guest, Steve Levine, all the way from Uluwatu, Bali. Steve and I go way back to childhood. Steve is one of the few people that walk the walk and talk the talk. He followed his passion and his bliss for surfing and adventure and entrepreneurism and development. And he went out to Bali back in the 90s during college and found some property, what would be equivalent to finding beach property in Malibu 200 years ago or 150 years ago. He took the risk. He built a a boutique hotel there. You could always find Steve information uh, at Steve Levine one on Instagram, or you can go to puriuluwatu.com, P-U-R-I-U-L-U-W-A-T-U.com. We'll put it in the show notes, but this is an incredible story about making uh, your passion your life and taking the risk and he's someone who did it the most interesting man in the world steve levine coming up next hey this is danny brown with the deal welcome back this week's episode i have a very special guest all the way from indonesia bali from uluwatu my boy steve levine who i've known since childhood what's up steve thanks for joining us how you doing danny good, good good to see you virtually yeah, good to see you virtually. We'll have to do this for now. Now, I was hoping you'd be somewhere on an island uh, in a big tube, but you know you're actually in Los Angeles, which uh, you know we'll do we'll do our best. But I like the surf ambiance in the back; it gives us some context. So there you go. So to give you guys some context, uh, a little bit about Steve. Steve moved to Bali, to Indonesia, and he's going to tell us all about it. But he moved back, back in the '90s after college. A lot of people talk the talk and walk and don't walk the walk, and talk about following their passion in life, talk about following their bliss, making a livelihood out of your passion, but very few people execute that, and the few that do usually come back home pretty quick. We've had friends that have gone to Hong Kong for a couple years and come back, and gone to London and traded for a decade and come back. Steve, on the other hand, you packed your bags. I think you started going in college, but you can tell us how it all started. When is the first time you went to Bali? And then tell us about when you moved and what that was like and what you, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> I, uh, I think it was in my sophomore year in college. I, I, this was, again, this was actually pre-internet. So yes. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd seen pictures of, of, of Bali in surfing magazines. And I grew, I grew up surfing in Los Angeles. And then I went to the University of Santa Cruz. And up there, it's, you know, the waves are good in Santa Cruz, but it's really cold. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it right there while you say that. I got a book for you called Mavericks. There we go. There I, we go. Yeah. I took this out of the library knowing you were coming on. So, uh, sorry, a little I, side note. Santa, no, Santa no Cruz problem. side note. <laughs> no problem. So, I, I'd seen the pictures, and I, I, I figured, you know, what the hell, I'm going to go. And I went over there in the summer of 92. Yeah. Yeah. Summer of 92. 
And I went, actually, I, I just turned, you know what? Freshman year in college. I just turned, uh, I just, just, I was 18 and I was going to go by myself. My family wasn't really too thrilled about me going by myself. So they said, look, you got to go, go with your older brother. <laughs> and my older brother was like, I'm not spending money on a ticket to go on a surf trip. And then, uh, and I had saved up for, for a ticket for, to go on this trip. So then my parents said, look, just go with your little brother and we'll pay for your tickets. So <laughs> just get them home alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what ha- ended up, what, what happened with that was I had, I had money left over because I didn't have to buy my tickets. So I, ha- I had an extra 800, 800, $900 rolling around. Yeah. So we went on a trip that was two weeks and we went to a place called Grajagon. Oh, sorry. We went on a boat trip for about five days and then we were kind of knocking around Bali and we met these Brazilians who, who, who were, you know, staying in, in Bali for like two months Yeah, and we, be, we got close with them and stuff. And then my brother and my trip was over and he's like, all right, we're leaving in a few days. And I said, I don't know. I'm not, I, I got, I got $800 in my pocket. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and uh, th- these Brazilian guys were going to go to this surf spot in Java and I was like, I'm going with them. And my, you know, my brother was like, no, you're coming home with me. And I sort of said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going with them. You know, I won't be by myself. Don't worry. And I ended up staying up about a month that time. And on that trip, I met some people that were actually, you know, living there or that were going there for, you know, four or five months at a time and then going back home to work and come back. Um, there wasn't really any, any like work or any, any chances of getting a job there or anything like that yeah. for, for foreigners. It was still very, very simple time. Um, then I came back and I, I, and I went back, I went back to school in, in the fall and, you know, I, I, I was majoring in legal studies and philosophy and I was aiming to become an attorney. That was sort of the, that was sort of my life's, yeah. my life's trajectory was, was to become an attorney. So the next summer, which I guess would be my June, you know, it gets a little confusing, but it, maybe it's probably the junior year. I went again, and this time I was like, okay, I'm going to stay for two, for the whole summer. Yeah. So I went, and I stayed, you know, three months, and I, I got to go to Sumatra and Java and Bali, and I met uh, some of the a, a local surfer at Uluwatu, who, and I met his him, and I met his wife, and you know that that. I could do a podcast on just, just that, that. just that, you know, but I met him and he was, you know, really, 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 really great guy. It's actually my partner to this day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, he was like, Hey, cu- you know, come back next, next, you know, come back next season and you can stay in my house, my family, you don't have to pay for a hotel. And I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. And I was really taken in by, how people there, they're, they have a very, very simple way of life. And yet they're really happy, happy people. You know, it's not, it's not the cliche, like, Oh, look at the villagers. They're so happy. You know, it's actually true. You know, they are really happy with that. So I think the turning point was the next year, my senior year, I, I started taking, preparing to take the LSAT and I went to take the LSAT in San Francisco and I remember I was in like an auditorium with like a thousand other people. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking around the room 
And, you know, I'm, I'm already kind of getting this tropical island fantasy fever going. And I'm kind of looking around the room and I'm thinking like, you know, these, these, all these other people taking this test, this is just the people who are entering the field right now. And they all look like they really want this a bit more than I do. And then I sort of started, you know, I, we, we hear, you know, same Danny growing up, we had a lot of, a lot of family friends that were very successful attorneys that, you know, have their own practice. They have the mansion, they have the, they have the, the Porsche Carrera, they got yeah. it all. And, you know, I think we both know a, a lot of them are not really the happiest people at yeah. the end of the day, you know, sure. something about the, the law profession is, you know, you're being paid to argue, you know, you're, you're, you're being paid to to enter into conflict as, as a business. Yeah. So that sort of started weighing on me a bit. And uh, I went, I graduated. And I, I, did, I did take the LSAT. And then I graduated and I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Bali for a, a really long trip this time. Yeah. So then I went back and I saw, I saw, you know, who's my partner now, my friend, the, the local guy. And, you know, we were talking and he was like, look, you know, why, why don't you just build a house? And I was like 22 years old, 20, 20, yeah, just turned 22. And I was like, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know the first, I wouldn't know the first, the first thing about building a house. And he, yeah. and he kind of looked at me, he's like, what do you mean? You just build it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, okay. And he, you know, we, he's like, you know, we built, we built our house and they have, they had a proper cement house with yeah. ceramic floor and all that, you know, outdoor, outdoor bathroom without running water in a separate kitchen, but everything, you know, clean and nice. And I was kind of like, you know, you built this yourself. And he's like, yeah, me and my brother and my father, and my cousin, we built it. And I was like, well, you know, where would I build it? And he was like, well, you know, we have a little piece of land next to our house, which they literally were using like to throw their trash and for their chickens to run around. And he was like, you could build, we could build it right here. And I was, Kind of like, you know, really? He said, yeah. And I said, well, how much do you think that would be? You know, and he said, well, you know, if we, I, I think the size, it's everything's, everything's in meters over there. Only, only right. America uses this, this feet and inches. Feet. Yeah. Feet and feet inches is, is, is something that I've, uh, feet, inches, miles is something that I, that I don't <laughs> miss. You know, it, the kilometers and meters and yeah. it makes a lot more sense. Um, I think the house was about 20 feet, 20 feet by 10 feet, the, okay. the foundation. So I asked him, well, you know, how much do you think that'll cost? And he, he gave me the price in Indonesian rupiah, and it was about $7,000. Okay. Right? $7,000 to build a house. $7,000. Now, again, this is like 1996, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's about 1996, and it's, it's you know, a small it, house. It, it, yeah, it's in Indonesia, but you know we're talking tile roof, cement walls, ceramic yeah. floor, um, no no air conditioning. You know, uh, a, a light a light bulb and a and one plug in each room. Okay. So you know, not going to keep you here for a week, but moving yeah. right along. Um, so I built the house there, and it you know we were we finished it in about seven months. And then I was pretty much out of money and it was time to come home. And I came home and, you know, I started, you know, getting applications for law schools and I was kind of looking at those and 
I kind of just said, fuck it. Like, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I want, you know, like this isn't go, going to law school and, and fighting it out with, with, you know, the people that I saw taking the LSAT and then fighting it out with the, the, you know, thousands of attorneys that are here in the, in the Southern California. And if I'm lucky and I do great, you know, that I can maybe be the cranky alcoholic guy who's, you know, uh, who's who's in debt and over leveraged and you know going to work to argue every day so i kind of just made the decision like look i'm gonna go back there and i'm gonna have a very very simple life you know as far as i mean you don't need that much as far as clothing and stuff like that um i'm gonna just have a really simple life and then i got a uh I had a friend who was making clothing, making like uh, Hawaiian shirts and uh, board shorts, surfing shorts in, in Bali and then ex- and sending them back to Hawaii and, and California and Florida. And I, I you know, I, 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 I threw my hand in there. I didn't know anything about the garment business. It, it wasn't it was not a uh, it was not a very profitable. It, it, it was it was it was far from a home run. But, um, you know, for. For every dollar that we that I put into it, I got maybe a dollar and a half back, you know, and it was enough to it was enough to keep things going. And then fast forward to maybe 1999, there was the uh, Asian economic crisis, and that was what yeah. became a major turning point. So what that was was basically, yeah, it was 9899. The Asian currencies devalued uh, Thailand, Indonesia. Um, trying to think of what other countries, but Indonesia, uh, $1 was like 2000 rupees. Okay. Wow. So it was like 2000 rupee to the dollar. And from when I first went there in 92 until 98, it had gone from like 1,200 rupee to the dollar 1,500 rupee to the dollar, 2,000 rupee to the dollar. And then literally in a month, it went from 2,000 rupee to the dollar to 17,000 rupee for the dollar. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So to put that in perspective, this is, you know, 99, let's just say 1999 at a, at a bar, like a nightclub. Okay. For a dollar, you'd get like, eight or 10 beers for okay. a dollar. Whoa. Okay. For all my friends. One, one dollar. Yeah. It was like, you know, I, I became really popular at the, at, at the, at the two, two nightclubs that I would You're go rolling. to a lot. Really popular. You know, it'd be like, instead of ordering a drink, you know, it'd just be like, okay, take, bring me 10. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a dollar 50. Okay. Here, here's $3. Come back and, you know, come back the to the next round. And, yeah, bar, bartender is now your best friend. Um, so the dollar becomes super valuable. It, crazy. Gives oh, you incredible cr- leverage. Incredible, incredible. So then my I'll, I'll call my partner, you know, the guy who I was with, the local guy I was living with, he com- he comes to me and he's like, Steve, what what part of my uh, part of my extended family, they want to sell some of their land. Okay. And they, they want, they want the money to build a house because their family's getting bigger, bigger, bigger. They want to add, add, you know, build another house. And I, I was very happy with my, my little house, you know, I was like 23 years old and 
I was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, and he's like, no, you know, look, the dollar right now is so strong and they want to sell it to me for a local price. Not, you know, not, not real estate price. They want to sell it retail. Yeah. They want to sell it at a a family price. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, okay. And he's like, it's the, it's the best location. It's right in front of the surf spot, the Uluwatu surf spot. And the house that we built, you could put it on like West side terms. If you have like Malibu point where the pier is, that's like the most iconic California surf spot. Yeah. Right. The little house I built would sort of be like back behind the hills, you know, a couple miles. Okay. Right? A couple minutes away. Yeah. You know, cut cl- close enough, but you can't see the ocean, nothing like that. So he, my partner is like, look, just come look at it. Just come look at it. Believe, trust, you know, believe me, you don't want to, you don't want to miss this. So I was like, all right, let's go, let's go have a look. So we, and, and there wasn't an asphalt road next to that spot there was an asphalt road but not right next to the to the surfing point right right next to that beach and so we had we took like dirt bikes and we had to go like over the trail and that and then we get to like it's almost like a short like a maybe a 40 foot high cliff that's right above the, the water and he says to me he's like we can buy any of this anything we want right here and I'm sort of looking at him going, you know, are, are you kidding me? Like, like right here. And he's like, yeah, you know, any of this. And to put that in perspective, it's like at Malibu, you have like the old Jack in the box yeah. and then there, there's the hill above the Jack in the box. Yeah. It's basically like that. He basically, you know, walked yeah. me out to that hill standing above the, the surf break in Malibu and was like, we can buy all this and, you know, this is the price, you know. And this is right above the surf break. Right in front, like directly in front and uh, above it, in front of it. You can you can see the color of the guy's shorts when he's who's who's wow. riding the way. Right? So at this time, are there any houses or any development or it's just local and raw land? And- uh, uh, so th- this picture, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I could see it. This is I'll try and get the glare off of there. <laughs> I've seen that before. That's the hotel, the boutique. <laughs> so that's the boutique. That that place in the background was wasn't there at the time. There was nothing. Okay. There was nothing there at the time. And this is when we finished building. Got when it. we started building, there was nothing around it. So I was kind of like, you know, this this, this kind of seems too good to be true. Yeah. Right. Um, but I said, all right, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the motions. Let's sit down with, with, with your, with your family. You know, it could, they're like his cousins, their extended yeah. family. I was like, all right, let's, let's sit down and talk with them and see, you know, if they have, you know, due diligence. My, you know, my, I grew up in a real estate family. Sure. So, okay. Let, let's see if they have, you know, a title to an actual <laughs> title to the land. Right. Cause Who the real it, yeah. This is a third. This is Indonesia. This is a third world country. There's corrupt. Corruption is normal. Not yeah. corruption is normal. It's not a. Uh, it, it, it's not an oddity. Yeah. This. This isn't. Sa- this isn't Santa Monica. <laughs> exactly. Uh, bribes, forgeries, wow. fake documents. People. People selling land they, they don't even own. Yeah, right. This is co- This is common, common all the time. Right. Um, and you know, I. I mean, I must note that over the those years. I actually learned to speak Indonesian pretty well. Um, while, while I was there, I was living with a local family. And when I'd come back to the States, I would listen to language CDs in my car. And I sort of made like a, 
I made a commitment to myself that I would never listen to music in my car. I would only listen to the the, the language CDs. Interesting. Right? Making the most of your drive time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I was pretty, I was very ahead of the game as far as, you know, foreigners speaking the, the local language. I was way ahead. Um, so we go, we meet with the family and they, 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 they give us the price and we, you know, it's a negotiation and it was 6 million rupiah per ara. And ARA is 100 square meters. So it's a, the unit that they use for land sales is 10 meters by 10 meters. Okay. So 100 square meters is like one, one ARA, one unit. Okay. So they wanted 6 million rupiah per ARA. And 6 million rupiah at that time, that was about divided, let's, let's divide it by 18,000 rupiah to the dollar. You're looking at. We got. I got the calculator. Yeah, get the calculator. Okay, so. So you're six, saying six, six, six million. million divided by eighteen thousand. Oh God. Three hundred and thirty-three. Is that okay. right? Okay. Yeah. So three hundred thirty-three dollars for a hundred square meters. So a hundred square, square meters. meters in feet. You're going to go three About a three, thousand three, square three, feet. Yeah, like a thousand square feet. Like a thousand, thousand square, square feet for three hundred dollars of cliff front, ocean oh, view, unblockable wow. land in front of a world 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 class surf spot. Holy so crap. this sort of this was like too good. This was too good of a deal to say no, right? <laughs> yeah. So then you know, I once we had checked everything else. Okay, well, how much do you want to sell? And they said up to you. And I said, well, you know, I mean. I, I didn't have the money to buy. I, I, I knew more or less. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then, I, then it started to be like, okay, well, what position can we take? Do we have to take, you know, the, the north end of the, of, the, of the parcel or the south end of the parcel, the front, the back, da, da? And they're like, up to you. And it was like, okay. Cart so, so whatever you want, it's yours. Right, yeah. So, so <laughs> like, like, like a devious, you know, west side schnorr. I was like, okay, give me, give me the maximum frontage and we'll, we'll go with a, we'll go with a wide front and a, a shallow yeah. lot, but we'll get, give me as much of the, we'll get, get the, the views. Visa. Yeah. Give me as much of that. So we did that. I might have my math wrong, but I'm just doing this math. And I think that comes to like $3 a foot. I don't, I don't know. know that's probably about right. Yeah. It's probably about right. $3 a foot for oceanfront Malibu. Now, mind you, it's not Malibu. <laughs> I know, but right, right. Right. If, if if you want to get if you want to pay the same price for land that's on an island, but but not Bali, I can take you and find some land for you right now for the same price. Wow. Now it, it's not going to have an airport. It's not going to have any roads. It's yeah, not no gonna, infrastructure. It, it, it's going to be a, an island in the middle of the ocean, and that's another story. We actually went ahead, we we did that, and that's what we that's what I've been working on more for the last ten years. Is we have another resort on an island in Sumatra that you need to take a plane, a three hour drive through the jungle, and then a right. boat to get to. Um, all diesel powered generators th on the entire island, there's 30 people, 30 residents. Yeah, that's surfer's paradise. Yeah, yeah. So there's, in, Indonesia has 17,000 islands, Wow. right? So Bali is one island. So anyway. 
So let's okay. get back. So now you make a deal for this ocean cliff yeah, front. So we, so, you make, so we, how did you know? Did you get local attorneys? How, I mean, your dad, okay, so, real estate guy, must have been like, what the heck is this? Bali? Okay. What does a Bali title look like? Right. No, so they, they do have it. And funny enough, the, it, the title is called a certificat, so which is pretty, pretty much pretty much say certificate. But say like, certificate. Does it look like this? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, I have one somewhere. No, so like th- th- this is like a, a, a notary agreement, right? Okay, that looks legit. This is actually uh, actually my Indonesian prenup. But, oh my god! So anyway, but the way they do things there is uh, a notary. A, not- a notary is actually called a notaris. Is the same thing. A notary has more power than a, an attorney. Okay, and, and a notary or an escrow agent. Okay. Notaries, they do all contracts and they have to do the due diligence. So anyway, as far as the actual transaction, we just had to do a, a sale contract done by a notary and execute with the notary. But the interesting point, the, the, you know, the funny part of the story is, so I'm asking him how much we can get. And he's like, as much as you want. And I had like, I had been planning to stay for like almost, you know, six, seven months. So I had about five grand with me and I, and I was supposed to stay and I was supposed to stay there for like, you know, again, it was the beginning of the summer. I was going to stay till Christmas. And I pretty much just said, look, I'm going to put this down, this money down as a deposit. I'm going to go, I'm going, I'm going to go back to the States. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to work in, in, in the States. I'm going to come back and I'll pay the balance within a year. How much, we, how much will you let me, how, you know, how much will you let me get? How much will you hold for me? If I put this money, if I put this money down right now, you know, what, what do you do? And they're like, look, just put it down and we won't sell it to anyone else for six months. So it was a right of refusal for six months. An yeah, option. right. Or, exactly. So I gave, I gave him the five grand. I came right back to the United States. I told my family I'm buying this piece of land. They said, yeah. you're absolutely out of your fucking mind. You're right. And I said, imagine what Marv said. I, yeah, he wasn't happy. And, you know, they're like, you just built, you just built a house there. You, you, you have a fucking house there. You're not going to law school. You know, you, now, now you want to start investing in property there. You know, you, you, you're probably buying something that, you know. But you're probably yeah. going, Marv, $3 a foot. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> what do I, are you, what do we do? This is the deal of a lifetime. Right. So, it, it, so in the end, I, I worked the six months. And I came, I, I came up with another, I think it was about 20, 28,000. Wow. So you come back with some G's. I come back with some money. And to the, the, the only regret I have in life about this thing is I could have sold my Toyota T100 truck for oh. probably about 15 grand. Oh, okay. If I would have sold the truck for that 15 grand and brought it with me as well. I could have gotten another, like, you know, I could have gotten enough, enough space for, for another, for another small hotel next door for the fucking, for the, for the price of the goddamn truck I had. So you're saying you dropped 33 grand for this parcel cash, no loan, no nothing. 33. So, okay. So listen to this. So not not only cash, no loan, but we actually went to the bank. I transferred some of the money over. I brought some of it in cash. 
And then I brought in cash. It wasn't yet time to do the deal. So I depo- I went to the bank straight away there and deposited it into my partner's account. Yeah. So then everything's done. We get the contracts written up and we had a, the total, the total price was like 52,000. Okay. But, but they, they said, okay, you can pay the rest, you know, within, within a year or two. Yeah. So the day comes to actually do the transaction. We go to, and the people selling it, to, the family selling us the land, they wanted cash only. They didn't want a bank transfer. They didn't want, they wanted a bag of cash bills on yeah. the table. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me grab a little prop right here. <laughs> this is unreal. So this is, this, this is Indonesian money. Okay. This is, well, there we go. This is 5,000 rupiah. The blue one is a 50,000 rupiah. Yeah. The pink one is a 100,000 rupiah. And they basically go in de- denominations of, uh, th- this This one is 2,000 rupiah. This is worth like a penny right now. Wow. This is de- like basically worthless. Yeah. So they have, you got, you got twos, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, the green one, 50s, and 100, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the time we bought the land, they, had, they, ha- they hadn't yet issued the 100,000 rupiah. Oh, note. okay. Right? That didn't exist. So this is the largest b- denomination bill today in 2020. Still. 100,000 rupiah. The exchange rate right now is 14,000 to the dollar. Okay. What? So this is like an eight dollar bill. That's their largest. Their 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 C note is worth eight dollars. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we go to the bank and we're going to take out all the cash to pay this out. The total is, I think, forty five million rupiah. Okay. Which we're going to say that we're going to pay that day, which is like thirty grand. Okay. We get to the bank. And we say, okay, give us, give us our money. And they say, well, we don't have enough of oh, the 50,000 rupiah notes. Okay. And they didn't even have the hundred thousand. They, they, they didn't, they, didn't they, exist. They, they didn't, yeah. The, the hundred thousand didn't exist at that time. This one, the 50 was the biggest the note. Right. And we're like, come on, you can't. And they're like, look, you should have called, you should have called beforehand. You cleaned them out. They're like, we can't do it. They're like, if you want all large bills, you need to call beforehand. And my partner, yeah. he's like, no, no, no. If you call beforehand and you tell him you're going to take out a whole bunch of money, then the next day, one of the guy's cousins who's in robs the army you? just robs you. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. We're, we're taking it now. We're taking it today. So they give us big bills, small bills, medium bills. It's literally like one one full-size school backpack full and then another half of a backpack like yeah. like one one school backpack i mean stuffed couldn't can't can't right oh my so then we go to uh we we go i got some pictures around here i can show you too uh we we go to the family's house to count up all the money and we have a system where it's like i count the money Hand it to my partner next. We're all sitting on the floor in a circle. I I count out the, I count the money, hand it to my partner. My partner counts the money, checks my counts. 
hands it to one of the members of their family. They count it and then hand it to one member of their family to check, and then it goes in, in the pile, right? So each each stack of bills gets counted four times. Four times, four audits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me, my partner, their family, their check. Boom, yeah. done. We count. We sat there counting money for ten hours. Oh God. Okay, my thumbs. It, they have a way of counting money where they use their fingers like this. Where they, flip, they flip through them. You know, I have the old gringo way where I'm like, like one, two, three, four, five. I was, I would get, like, I was getting like cramps in my thumbs yeah. and I have to stop and then everything. And then drink, you know, drink coffee in the end. I, I don't have it here, but I have a great picture of, of their family up. and yeah, their fam, their whole family and me and my partner and his family were all sitting there and we got like, you know, Stacks of that, so like Pablo Escobar in the eighties, just totally. back to the sky. <laughs> but it, it's a great picture because it's like the village, the village version. You know, there's yeah. like little kids and everything. So we get the land, and you know, we, I, I know that there's there's just no question that this is you know this is this is gold. You know, and there there wasn't a lot. There was no other. There wasn't any 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 uh, any any white people. There wasn't any foreigners living in that part of the island, you know, okay. in, in other parts of the islands a lot, but that was like, it's at the South, the South end of the island. And that's where people come to surf. And then they go back to the, to town to party and stay in a hotel or whatever. Got it. So, so there were no hotels or development no, no. or tourism. There was a lot of tourism, but no hotels. There were surfers. Okay. Surfers, surfers would come, but no one comes surfing. We, like, like, uh, like counting on, like, like counting line here. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, everyone lives in Malibu. They drive out to County Line. They surf. They drive back to Malibu. So how far would that be? At that, at that time, there was no, there wasn't traffic on the roads. It was about twenty minutes. Okay, so not too. Now, it. now with traffic, it's like two hours. All right. So you're bringing your L.A. Uh, real estate, New York uh, hustle. Sure. To Bali, and you're thinking, oh, my God, I have beachfront. This is surfer's paradise. I, you're got to be thinking, yeah, I know so many surfers in my, in my you know, black book that would love to come here. Right, right. So now you're figuring out, what do I want to do with this? Exactly. So at first, at first I was thinking, um, you know, I could probably build something and then sell, sell it to someone else. Or I could build, you know, like a house and rent it out. and I had a friend who wanted to, who, who was very interested in, in putting, in putting money in and building a house, you know, like for himself. And I was like, that was pretty much what we ended up doing. We built, he built a little house and I built I started building a big house. Got it. Um, there wasn't any running water in the area at, at that time. Wow. So what we did and, and you, you could get water, you can get a, like a, a tanker truck would come and fill up, you know, big, big containers or whatever. But that was kind of questionable. So we, we built like a, a big tower. You can see it. You can see it. This, the tall tower? There, yeah. It's a water tower? So originally, it was a water tower. But Like a well? What do you mean? Like, what was it? So we, we built, we, we dug a, a big reservoir underneath. And that area, it's all limestone. It's extremely stable uh, uh, um, foundations. It's you okay. got like this much dirt, and then it's white limestone rock, rock right? Yeah. So we dug a big reservoir underneath. Then we built the tower above it, 
and we put water tanks in the top of the tower so that way we could turn on the electricity to fill the water tanks and then we'd have water pressure from the tanks the gra- okay. gravity gravity flow pressure um about 10 years later they the the government put in water pipes and now we had this big this big tower which didn't really have much of a function as a water water thing but it did have 360 degree views, sunrise, sunset, everything. So we ended up, and what it is now is it's modified. It's like a a three, three level unit where you got a a bathroom and a living room on the bottom and then two bedrooms. Just views everywhere. Yeah. Views everywhere. Um, I mean, we basically, we just, you know, we started out building myself and a friend, we started out building a house and then he couldn't really spend much time in Indonesia. He got, he got married and had a kid and all that. Okay, so yeah. I ended up, he ended, I ended up buying him out. And then there start, we started to notice there's a lot more people that wanted to stay out in the area. And there was starting to pop up a few little hostels, okay. you know, hostels and like not really hotels, but you know, some accommodation. And, you know, I was renting out the other place every now and then, you know, to, to someone, you know, people that I knew, mostly people I knew. Yeah. And we just decided, look, let, let's let's do a, a renovation, remodel, and turn it into, you know, like a bed and breakfast, you know, sort of boutique hotel. And that was, that we were done with the construction and we started, you know, aiming towards that in about 2002. Then in 2002, right when we were up and running, there was, uh, you know, in 2001, there was 9-11, yeah. right? 2002, and this, this is something a lot of people don't, don't know. In 2002, on October 12th, there was a bomb in Bali at a nightclub, right. Right? right? And that was actually one year, one day, one year, one month, one day, and one hour after the 9-11 attack. Oh. And that was, you know, that, that was, uh, I was on my way to that club. That's the club that I was talking about where we were getting, you know, Word 10 bills for a dollar. You right? were on your way. On I was on my way. I was, I was in a car on my way and oh. it happened at 11 PM. If it had happened at midnight, there, there were, uh, 202 people killed. Oh. And Horrible. if it, if it had happened at midnight, it would have been more like, you know, a thousand people. Because the, oh, that, so that club didn't start getting until later. But what's interesting is that was, you know, a huge blow to tourism. Basically, everyone, everyone was like, we're out of here. We're not coming back. And within like, that was October. Within a month, the island was like quiet, empty, no, no tourists, no nothing. Um, surprisingly enough, it came back really quick. You know, a few, a, a couple months, and it started. People started coming back, and then more, and then more, and then it was like more, more, more than ever. People, it, it became more popular than After. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's almost like, you know, people hear news, and even if it's bad news, down the line, people forget what the, you know, what the news was, but they remember the places where the stories happen and that. So what, what was very surprising is that after, after that, after the bomb in 2002, and I was like, we just had, we had just like opened, we were just starting, things started to get good. And it was like, 
Oh, now there's nothing. Yeah. Um, and then it, 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 and I almost, I almost fucking, I almost died in the, in the fucking bomb. I lost yeah. like six really close friends. Oh um, God, that's so scary. That's yeah, so scary. Yeah. You know, it shit happens, but it really, came, tourism really came back even stronger. And then uh, now with the, with the pandemic, it's almost like people are wondering if it's going to be the same thing or because it's a totally different situation. It's not a one-off. Is it going to come back quickly or more strong or is it going to be just, is it going to change the face of, of, of the Island completely and of business and of tourism, you know, property values in Bali have since the beginning of our story today, property values have gone up like maybe 3000% in the last 30 years, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, I, I don't want to brag, but that there, that, that, 50, <laughs> that 50 grand is worth probably about five, six mil now. Wow. Um, yeah. Everything was going, you know, the, the, the development, the amount of visitors, property values, the level of, of, of hotels, you know, they have, they have resorts in Bali that are like 5,000, 6,000 a night. Right. You know, I mean, they have ultra, ultra high end. Yeah. yeah, there's ultra, ultra high end. And it's been developing at an unsustainable pace. Like the infrastructure hasn't caught up with the, the increase in visitors. Bali had, um, I want to say, 17 million foreign visitors in 2019. And it had 32 million total visitors, including domestic. Now, for an island that has a, a base population of like four million, that that's a that's that's a lot that's a lot of people. You know, that's a lot of people. That that's a lot of showers, toilets, baths, trash, roads, taxis, buses, and sure. what was starting to happen is the 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 expansion, the explosion of development, popularity, and everything. It was starting to make the island not really what anyone came there for, including myself, yeah. you know, people were, were, were going like, Oh, we're going to go to Bali paradise. And they get they, getting out of the airport. They're in a traffic jam yes. for, for an hour by the time they get to their hotel. So it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how, how do values rebound and is there going to be a change in the, in the amount of visitors and the, and the quality of, of visitors. Are you saying though that in the last six months there's been a, a drop in values, or you're just? No. What's interesting is is that the, well, there's been a drop in everything except for property values. Okay. So because what's interesting is is you know after after the bomb in 2002 during the the original SARS crisis, which was I think uh, I want to say 98, and you know there's been other you know domestic turmoil, whatever, land prices, I've never seen them go down for a day in Bali, ever. What goes down is uh, transactions. You know, right now, no one's doing any deals at all. No one's buying. No, Anyone who wants to sell, they're not finding buyers, but they don't, Balinese will not, will never drop their price until they find a buyer. With Once, once a value is sort of established, they'll, they'll wait, even if they have to wait a generation for someone to pay yeah, because it's once once you sell something, it's gone, you know. And it's it's an island, so there's a very limited there's a very limited amount of land available. Yeah, especially so, you know. There's so many questions that come up, but just on this development and 
potentially overdevelopment and unsustainable pace, which seems to happen everywhere in the world where something incredible is discovered. But where in Bali do you, is it most concentrated? These high-end, high-end resorts, is it spread out everywhere or are there hotbeds? It, it's all on the south, the south end of the island, which is, is um, Uluwatu, Kuta, Seminyak, Legian, and Changu. Very interesting. There's an area in the south of the island called Changu. It's got like black sand beaches, which is not, you know, everyone likes the white sand beach, but it's yeah. got like the black sand beaches and it's got fun, good waves. And it was a place where you could buy land up until about 10 years ago, very cheap. And then it became popular, you know, with sort of the, the hipster set. Yeah. And now it's like, it's just, it's, it's packed pack and prices like in Changu area I would say in the last 10 years you've had a hundred percent increase per year on prices per year per year per year wow. per year um that being said that's nuts yeah and th there's one other place that's not in the south and a lot of people have heard of it is Ubud which is spelled U-B-U-D that's sort of like the the spiritual you know it, it's up in the okay. mountains it's up in the mountains where there's a, a river and there's waterfalls. It's not near the beach at all. It's in the center of the island. And there's, you know, there's a lot of big temples. That's sort of where the, the whole yoga, that's where Eat, Eat Pray, Love, the movie with Julia yeah, Roberts. Yeah. So Eat, Pray, Love just brought this wave of, you know, I'm going to go find myself in right, Bali. Meditate. Right, yeah. So th that, that brought in, like, uh, you know, that, that, that sparked a movement. Um, up in Ubud, it's pretty crowded, but right now with the pandemic, they're not there. There's no international flights to Bali since uh, since mid March. You can fly if you. I can go back and forth now because I have a I have a resident business permit. Yeah, but the, you can't enter on tourism since March to to Indonesia. They're not doing tourists, so we can't just get on a plane at LAX and fly out. Not right now. The only thing is, is they've just started doing sort of a workaround where if you, Danny, if you really wanted to go, then you could find someone could, a business could sponsor you and say that you are coming to look at, you know, properties. It's like a work visa type thing. Like, an, like a potential investor. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, like Kelly Slater, he came on that. Yeah. Surf with no crowd. So, Right now, there is a workaround, but for, for the majority, basically, no. There, there's no tourism open yet, and we're hoping for, for December, January. Um, what, how effective has that been with, you know, COVID and all that? I would say it's, got to, it's been pretty effective. Um, you know, we can go into a whole long, different subject about masks and stuff. I, I think it's absolutely <laughs> bizarre, retarded how people – have a problem in America with just putting on, putting one on. I mean, yeah. in Asia before the COVID crisis, if you had, if you get, if you catch a cold, you just wear a mask for a couple of days. So you don't spread it. Yeah. To yeah it, 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 sense. Anyway, so far Indonesia has been doing very well with the COVID issue. There, there's, there's not, um, there's not, an overwhelming amount of hospitalizations and, and, and deaths and that, and they're, they're testing pretty good, but pretty much everyone just complies with the mass rules 
without without it being like a political issue. They're like, yeah, yeah uh, people are getting sick. Uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be breathing and spitting on each other. And right. you know, why not? So that was that was one little shock when I, you know, that I've been watching in the why I, I get I get the news while I'm there and then coming back here. It's kind of a shock to me how there's how there's a discussion about that. But that's yeah. this, this, this is a real estate podcast. So. Yeah. Well, hey, it's not just real estate. It's life. It's life. So so, t so the island that you're on is the island that is had that huge surge of tourism and luxury development. development. Yeah. And so what started in the 90s where you had nothing in front of you and you had raw land now. I got neighbors on all sides. So, and what, like, give me an idea. Are there like big name hotels everywhere and, or is it still very boutique like? So if, if, if we're, if we're going in like a, a couple hundred, a hundred yard radius on one side of us, we have like a, 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 ups, a, a very uh, upscale five bedroom villa unit where they have their right. own private pool, a house with five, you know, with five, a right. five bedroom, beautiful. That That's adjacent on one side. Adjacent on our other side, we have uh, three, three, you know, upscale, upscale unit development, three separate villa. You know, okay. and, and these are like four bedroom, four bedroom villas that are that are that are for rent. They're, they're, they're done out, but they're not like hotels across the canyon from us. We have a, a hotel that's owned by a ja Japanese company. They got maybe 100 rooms and they have a nightclub. Now the nightclub is where I met my my fiance. She was she was yeah she she was the assistant manager there, and uh, you know it's it's funny because when I when I first was living in Uwatsu, there was nowhere to go at night. At night at nine o'clock, you could hear quiet. Yeah, you could hear the gecko the geckos. You know, you can hear the geckos croaking like yeah. you know a hundred yards away at nine o'clock at night. Now it's sort of turned. There's a lot of nightlife there. In, in the like within within two three miles of our place, yeah, and it's sort of like every night there's a different spot. The one that is close is closest to us is uh, called Single Fin, and that's Sunday nights, Wednesday and Sunday nights, and it goes to like one in the morning. And I mean, if 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 you're single and on vacation, it, it it's top, it's it's, it's 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 epic, you know. And, <laughs> No, no, nobody going to single fin wants to go home alone. And that, that's, that's pretty much, you know, <laughs> that's the you, motto. Yeah. You know, it's either shit. If you show up as, if you show up with someone, you might leave with them. And if you show up alone, you're hoping not to, not to leave alone. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, awesome. and you get, you get people from every, we get every country in the world. Literally. So it's a Asia, Europe, the Russians, the, the Russians are, there's a lot of Russians now. Because um, it's a it's a visa free. So for Russians to travel to most countries, they need to get a visa. Uh, they need to pre pre apply to get a visa like to come yeah. to America. And it's not that easy, you know. If if if, if you're a 21 year old hot chick with no job in, in Moscow, you can't really get a visa to come to America. You know what no. I mean? Um, you can get one right, to go to, to, to go to Bali, no problem, right? <laughs> and you know, like we were talking before, there's there's very uh, lax controls on finance, so there's there's some money washing. The Russians are washing some money as well. You know, they 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 come, they buy like a luxury villa, sure. and then you know they have 
100% occupancy, all in cash. But you know, you all never see any, yeah. you never see anyone check in or check out. Right. You know? I love it. Why yeah. not? Why yeah, not? Right? They pay the, uh, the, the the way it works over there for taxes. Um, and any any registered licensed business in tourism tourism, you pay 10% of your gross. So it doesn't matter what your expenses are. It doesn't matter what your profit margin is. It's a flat tax. You pay 10% on whatever comes in. Flat. No deductions? No, no nothing. No, uh, nothing. 10% across the board. You, you, you take in, you take in a thousand dollars, you owe a hundred in taxes. Yeah. Right. And so that's, you know, it's good and it's bad. It depends. It depends on 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 the the specifics to your to your operation. For me, it's been pretty good because it's pretty simple and straightforward. You know, we have a basic accountant. Um, you know that that like that's been a lot of progression of my business over there. Is you know when we started, we didn't even have it. We didn't even have a bank account. You know, we we couldn't accept a credit card. You know, we we just it was cash only. And then you know. A lot of time, you know, as we started, you know, improving things and our rates started to get a little higher, you know, no one's going to, no, there's not a lot of people that travel with like two, three grand in cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being able to take credit cards and then now you have PayPal and yeah. uh, transfer Y, you, you have all these other Everything. options. Yeah. We, we, ha we have not yet started with accepting Bitcoin. But <laughs> the Russians love Bitcoin. I know, right? Right. <laughs> I, I I wish I had a better I wish I had a better education on on, on how the whole Bitcoin thing works because yeah, it's probably it'd probably be good. It'd probably be good good for us. You're probably to do right. It. It's probably a great place because of who's coming in from all over the world and not. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and sure. it's like you know we pay we pay ten percent flat tax on on all income and. That's good if, if, if you know, it, 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 that's good. When things are good, that's great. You know, when things are not so good and, and you know, even if you're like, if you're taking a loss, for example, like during COVID now, we're taking a loss every month. Right. And we're taking a loss every month and we still need to pay 10% on um, anything whatever. that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it's it, everything in life is a trade-off. There's yeah. always, uh, there's always an up, up or down. So in, um, in terms of uh, business there, you've been there for so long now. Are you have your hands in other businesses? Uh, are you looking to develop other properties? What is What are you doing out there now? Or are you focusing on growing your current, your current boutique? So I've, 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 I'm 47 years old. I've started the retirement plan. <laughs> the, 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 the retirement plan, I'll, 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 I'll pull it up here on the picture on my phone. The retirement plan is there's a, a island that, that we have, that we have land on and we have a little surf resort on an island called Asu Island in North Sumatra. Um, here we go. That's the Asu surf camp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here, this, this is a picture. Let me see. Yeah, I see it. Gorgeous. Let me get it in there. So, if you see there's a little bay, there's like a little hook, a little bay there. Yeah. We got about three acres, three, three, nah, three, three to five acres yeah. in that bay there. And then we also have, you know, the, the surf camp there. That That's the island that has like 30 people that live on it. Got it. Um, I'm, bu I'm building my, my retirement home 
as we as we speak. You're building it there. Uh, oh yeah, my God. I, I, this this will be good. I, I'm getting. I, we're we're literally in the process, and this is like the the. Uh, it's not quite jungle construction techniques because you know we actually have a, a plan. We have a, a an architect's plan. Um, I'll show you the. We're, we're just putting. We just finished putting in the footings. So hopefully this comes out. You can maybe. Let me see. Where's that? So you can see the guys yeah. crouched crouch down there in the hole. Yeah. I see a foundation footings and some yeah, steel. They're, they're, lay, they're laying the foundation footings and the rebar. Um, the rebar. Yeah. So this that's is, that's a, a house you're building? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up a picture of the house, too. So that's is there the, running that, water, electricity, or um, what is there? Uh, diesel generators. And yeah. the, the what's interesting is the... Uh, <laughs> The only thing that's easy on that island is water because it's it's right on the equator. It's actually not even one degree latitude north of the equator. Yeah. So we don't have any seasons. The sun rises, the sun sets at the same time, 365 days a year. The average temperature, which is like 85, 90, Ooh. 365 days a all year. All year. But it rains, it rains frequently. But on and off, it's not like you get a rainy season or a dry season or a winter or a summer. It's just you'll get like three days of sun, half a day of rain, two days of sun, a day of rain. And there's no there's no That's year round. Year round. Yeah, year round. There's no fixed pattern, but there's a lot of rain and it's a, a coral island. So the, the, the rain filters through the coral. And if, if you dig, if you dig about 12 feet down you get you get to 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 a water source and you could pretty much anywhere you could dig a well that again like 12 feet is 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 nothing you dig down you got a well hook up hook up a pump put a filter on it get a uh get a, a diesel generator to run the pumps and you got water free yeah wow well good free go. free plus the cost cost of diesel yeah what what we're going to do is on on the new house on my house that I'm building now, this is the yeah. Here's the latest picture. This is the it's going to be a two level. So this is what where they were doing those those footings. Yeah, and there they're putting in the supports to start the second floor to start the second floor. <laughs> That's the floor. framing, huh? That's the framing. That's the framing. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll find the uh, I'll find it, but basically I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna give the uh, solar power a try. A and what, what's interesting is we you know we've been having guests for uh, uh, now I'm talking about in Sumatra we've been doing it about ten years now. This is this is what the final hold on this is what the final house should look like. Very nice modern. Yeah. Kind of a tropical yeah, modern vibe. Exactly. And like the whole bottom all sealed up on the bottom so we can crank the AC, crank the AC and stay cool because it's, yeah. it's so hot. It hot. Um, so it, one interesting thing is so we run the diesel generators and we need to bring all the fuel out to the island by boat. We have to pay for the fuel. Uh, the generators are machines. If you're running them 24 hours a day, they, they break down. They need oil changes. They need filter changes. They need a lot of maintenance. 
So, you know, every, every fifth or sixth guest is like, have you guys ever thought about doing solar? And I'm like, no, I've never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You think, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, we get that one so often and, yeah. and, and you know, depending <laughs> on my mood, I, I shut them down, you know, yeah. nicely or not so nicely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it boils down to diesel is diesel fuel. There is very cheap. It's about the Indonesia has subsidized fuel. So, uh, gasoline and diesel, you're looking at like a buck a gallon. Got it. Right? Really cheap. Yeah. And you know, a full solar power setup where, you, you know, you got batteries, panels, and then an inverter, right? So the, the solar panels send the power, power to the batteries the batteries, which are 12 volt, go through the yeah. inverter and power your, your air con and your refrigerator, right? Yeah. Um, the batteries in Indonesia are not cheap and the panels are not cheap and the inverter, you know, there's different levels of quality. And then in the end, you need someone who knows how to run it and maintain it, even though it's a lot less maintenance. So <laughs> what we, I, I, we got a guy out, a, a company that does the solar powering because our fuel our fuel bill for electricity only usually runs about two grand a month right yeah. and that's that's just 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 electricity right um so we brought a company out to to do a full eval and you know without going into details about watts and amps and all that and driving nuts to get it all done would be about fifty thousand dollars yeah right and with a with a with a one time cash on the table investment, we can put we for fifty grand. Yeah. We could effectively switch to solar power, and not have to use diesel anymore. Um, you know, that's obviously environmentally that's a great idea. Um, not having the background noise of the generator is also a great idea. Yeah, but. 50,000 50, on the table buys, you know, three years worth of diesel fuel. Got it. Got you know it. what I mean? And, trade off. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't done that for the, uh, for the resort, for the surf camp, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot for my house. How far is it from your main house where, yeah. you know, to this surf island? Oh, next door. Oh, 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 in my house in Bali? Yeah. To the island? Okay. It's, it's either two or three flights. Oh, wow. Two or three flights. And then it's a two and a half hour drive across the main island, like through the jungle, like, like pirates of the Caribbean road, you know, yeah. like yeah, if you go on YouTube, just look at like uh Nias, Nias road or something like that. So it's um, a crazy trip to get there. No, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then our boat to the, from, from the Harbor on the main island to our little island, Depending on the weather, it's about a 20, 20 to 30 minute run. Ooh. So when we go from Bali to Asu Sumatra, we usually overnight in the middle just due to flight schedules. We overnight yeah. in Jakarta. So we leave, we leave Bali in the afternoon, short flight to Jakarta, spend the night in the hotel. Got it. Uh, 5 a.m. flight the next day. We're at the resort at like noon. But because of different flight schedules on the return, we can make it in the same day. We can, we, we can leave the, the surf resort at like 5am get in the boat, get in the car, 
fly to Jakarta, fly to Bali, get in at like 10 p.m. Yeah. yeah. And then you're the main hotel, the main boutique ho- hotel where you live primarily. So sir, if you want to go surf, how far is that? I just walked down, walk, walk down the steps. It's right just there. walking down the steps. Right so let's, get, let's get into some of that fun stuff, the surfing stories. So what is it like there when it's big? How big does it actually get? I've seen uh, some photos and videos. It looks ridiculous. It looks uh, like, uh, uh, you know, it looks like uh, you're uh, Portugal see, or something. I can see it over there. The, uh, the biggest wave I've ever got there in my life, I'll show you. Right you now. got a picture? I got a good picture. Because... Because it's, the, because it's the biggest wave I ever caught, it's got to be the biggest picture too, right? Yeah, of course. Right? So this, this, this is the one right here. Oh, shit. How big is that? 30, 40 feet? 50 feet? What is that? It's big enough. <laughs> big it's, enough? It's big enough that if you look carefully... I'm, Are you I'm wearing, wearing the life vest with the, with the uh, balloons? I'm wearing two life vests. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the, uh, the balloon one. That was uh, that was 2018. It was two years ago. We had um, we we had this 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 group of guys who who do who do the towing at Jaws. Yeah, they're Brazilians, but they live in Hawaii, and they're like professional, professional. That's like Laird does it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're total professional. Um, and it just so happened that we got like the biggest swell in ten years while they were there. So and you charged. No, so I, I I I shit I shit myself. I got, yeah, I, got I, would, I, I would I got I got three waves. I didn't fall. So you know, long, long story short, it's the it's the day of days. We get we get in the boat. We get in our boat to go to a different island where the waves are the where the waves were the biggest and the the winds yeah. were good and all that. And we get there, and yeah, it looks like Jaws. It looks like you know. Mountains. Nothing I've ever seen. Moving or, mountains. Yeah, nothing I've ever dreamed of surfing. And I'm with my other part, my other Brazilian partner, who's, who's partner in the resort. And our third partner is uh, Paris Chong, Tommy Chong's son. Okay. Yeah. And I'm in the boat with my with my with my partner, and we got these uh, three teams, so six guys, three drivers, and three surfers, and it's huge, and it's perfect. And they are again like black belt, yeah. quali- qualified. They're ready for this. This is what yeah, they they're, do. They're, they're they're like yeah, they're like so happy. And you know me and the other guy, we're the owners, so we got to be like, you know, we got we got to be tough guys too, right? We're yeah. like yeah, okay, now nah, you go first. And he's like, no, nah, you go first, Steve. You go and I'm like, first. no, no, I'm gonna watch them for a while. And he's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, me too. And. Um, you know, that, that partner, he likes, he does the toe in with the jet ski. He does the toe in much, much, much more than I do. So I'm like, come on, man, you're, you're, you're the toe in guy, you know? Like, experience. I, you know, and so we're going back and forth and we were, we, we sat in the boat watching them from like nine in the morning until after lunch and just not, not having the courage, you know? Yeah. Totally then, psyched out. <laughs> yeah, like half psyched out and just like, you know, like at least I'm, we're going to stay. And then, so my, my partner, he's like, you know, I, I will never live with myself if I don't try. <laughs> you know, if I if I don't go, I cannot I cannot look myself. You can't ever. be a man. It's yeah, yeah. Like, to- totally, completely and totally a challenge to his self-worth and machismo yeah. and everything and yes. so he's like i'm going 
And I'm like, yeah, you go. I'm, 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 I'm still going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to hang stay in here. for a while. <laughs> so now he goes and he gets one and he gets another. And with the jet ski, you can, you can, you have a lot more control about where you're going to be on the wave. You don't have to be so much in the critical dangerous. You can be yeah. further out. So then I'm like watching him and I'm watching the guys. And then, you know, I'm keeping a close eye on the, on the waves and everything. And then, there's just this minute where the wind just stops completely and it just gets like mirror, shiny, glassy, smooth, oh, like, like dead silk, smooth, no wind. You know, I mean, you, 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 you can see in, in the picture. I mean, it's oh, so yeah. glass, it's so, it's so smooth. Right. So oh. I just like, I, I, I wave him down. I'm like, come on, come on, come on now. Now and he comes over. He's like, what, what? I'm like, I'm going, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. So you go, jump okay. on a jet ski to get out there. Yeah. Well, we have the boat parked, the boat parked next to the wave. And then we yeah. have the jet skis come back, going and back and forth. Yeah. So I wave over the jet ski. I'm like, come on, come on, come here. And he's like, what, what? I'm like, I want to go. I want to go. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm like, no, no, I want to go right now, right now, right now. So he's like, okay, put it. I put on the two vests. I grabbed the board and I tell him, I'm like, just don't put me on a monster one, you know, put me on, put me on, put me on like a medium one, you know? And he's like, don't worry, don't worry, Steve, don't worry. So he, he puts me on a, he puts me on a small one and small, we're talking like 15 foot, 15, yeah. 20 foot. He puts me on a small one. I'm like, okay. And he puts me on another one, you know, a little bigger and I'm no problem. I make it, make it out, everything clean. And then he's like, you want a big one? And I'm like, no, I don't want a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, okay, don't worry. You trust me? I'm like, yeah, I trust you. He's like, okay. So he puts me on one. And it's kind of hard to see how big it is because you're not, you're you're starting out way, 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 way out, out, way outside before it's even hit the reef, really. Got it. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, and, and you could always choose to not let go of the rope. You could just hold the rope and you know get pulled out. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to, you know, if, if you don't let go, he's going to, the jet ski's going to pull you, pull you out. Yeah, pull you out. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, it's, you know, I'm looking at it, you know, looking down that side, I'm looking down that side. I'm like, oh, this one's looking, it's looking, you know, this one's bigger than the other one. You know, <laughs> you know? I'm like, it's built, it's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I let go. And I didn't, I didn't look back. I just was looking in front and I could, feel like it's just getting bigger and bigger i'm just just going straight you know just going straight down and it's just going down 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 down, down down and i'm like i'm not even getting i'm not even close to getting to the bottom of this and it's just going down 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 and, I'm, and it's all it's it's like snowboarding the toe-in surfing because you're on a small board you're on a very small narrow heavy board and i'm i'm just like oh you know this is you know i'm just looking watching the front of the board just going you know just don't don't, don't, you know, don't mess don't make up. Make a mistake. Don't make yeah, a mistake. Yeah, no mistake. Don't and catch a rail. This, oh, God. Yeah, yeah exa exactly. Like, just nothing. I get to the bottom. I get to the bottom. I angle out. And I go, and I, and I hear I hear it, you know, explode behind me. And I get out in the channel, and I kind of look back, and I see, like, how how big the whitewater is. And I, and I was like, that's three. I'm done. You I'm know, done. You know that, 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 three, three. I, I can I can I can I can look myself I can look at myself in the mirror and 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 feel uh, satisfied. So you, you know? got out of your life. So tell me, how bad is it getting held under? I mean, not that kind, but like, what are I some mean, bad old under stories where you're like, man? Oh well, you know, I'll I'll, there's bad hold unders. The, the the more pressing issue is is the getting the, 
yeah, getting bounced. Um, what I I've been I'm pretty cautious, you know. I I I, I play the experience over uh, youth card, yes. you know. Like I I I tend to choose waves that I know I can make, you yeah. know. I te I tend to. I tend to make more waves than mitigate not. the risk and minimize yeah. the uh, but, uh, the carnage. Yeah, but we get guests who oh, they it's it's, it's it's their one you know it's their one trip of the year. Yeah, they're they they know how to surf. They know what they're doing, but they're like you know it's it they're not they can't believe that the waves are this good and, da, 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 and so they're sort of in that same thing. Like I have to go. I have to I have to go for it. Push it. Yeah. And yeah, so we've gotten uh, we've gotten pretty proficient in uh, basic basic and intermediate first aid. First aid. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable stitching stitching up to like ten or fifteen stitches if it's if if someone's opened up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm like literally not joking. Doctor Levine is putting I'm, in I'm, stitches. I'm, I'm I'm I can't I can't count how many times I've stitched. You know two stitches, three stitches, four, five, six. Once it's something that's, you know, something that, that is going to be more than 10 stitches. That's when we usually do. an that's when we usually evacuate them. Helicopter has to come get somebody. No, there's no helicopter. There's no helicopter. The they do. Yeah. They got to do the reverse. Then, then we, uh, we, 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 we pump them up with some really good pain pills you know, some prescription, prescription strength, pain medication. Yeah. And they got to get, and we get them in, the, we get them in the boat, we get them in the car. They got to do a two hour bumpy road. Then they get to a shitty hospital. Um, we had a guy this, uh, the season before this, we had a guy who uh, broke a rib, the rib punctured his lung, Oof. uh, his lung collapsed. And he, wow. he, we didn't know his lung collapsed until we got him until the next day. So that happened. He, 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 he got hit by his board, cracked a rib, broke a rib. And, you know, he was having issues breathing that night. Oh my and God. In the morning, you know, he was like, you know, I think I, I, I think I'm going to wait another day. And, you know, we sort of just, you know, put your hands above your head. Okay. Take a deep breath, you know, and he was like, couldn't breathe. And we're, we're like, nah, man, you know, you're out of here. And he was like, no, you know, I, I, I want to stay, you know, maybe tomorrow. And we're like, look, no way. You're not surfing. Okay. You're not surfing. I guarantee, I guarantee you're not going to surf for the next, you know, for the next the rest of your trip. So why, why, why take, you know, so the next morning we got him out and we got him to the, you know, the hospital on the main Island. And yeah, he had a, he had a fucking collapsed lung. And that could, you know, that could have, that could have, no, that would have become, you know, a, a very, very issue. big deal. Um, you know, yeah. So on we, the day to day, on the day to day average days when it's not scary, you know, yeah, and nobody guys, gets hurt. But, you know, how, how dangerous is it then? Because it's still a shallow. Yeah, uh, your day to day average, I mean, you know, surfing is not golf, right? It's also not, you know, NFL football either. So, you know, on your day to day, you know, so, so, so someone will get some scrapes, you know, someone cuts will get some cuts, and, you know, and, and those, dramatic. those, we, we, we actually do. We, I, I, I'm a firm believer in the, uh, in the Lyme, the Lyme treatment that, oh, uh, yeah. because you know, there, there's science behind it. The, uh, 
when you get when you hit the reef and you get cut by the reef, little pieces of the coral break off Amen. into the cut. And that's made up of like calcium carbonate and this other stuff. And the acid in a lime actually breaks that stuff down, wow. dissolves it. So whenever someone gets little, you know, little reef cuts, it's always a pleasure to to hold them, hold them down and scrub it with the lime. Oh. And, you know, and watch it, watch it. I, I oh. do it to myself, you know. Painful. You practice, practice what you preach, but um, that's always good fun. But if it's not a coral cut, then you don't have to do it. Be, you know, if it's a fin cut or stuff like that, it's not that dangerous. I mean, we 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 end up usually like one or two people a year. We need to get out of there. You know. Yeah. Thank God we haven't had any. You know, we haven't had any fatalities. We haven't had anything Thank like God. that. Thank you know, God. But it, so, it's very remote. We, there is no one for us to call. There is it. no coast guard. There's no lifeguard. No coast guard. No nine. There is nobody for us to call. So yeah. we've, we've, we've learned a lot. And, you know, we, we, myself, my partner, we do a lot of, you know, we do a lot of research on, we have like the, the, the blood clotting kits that they, that they perfect, that they perfected in Afghanistan and Iraq, where it's like yeah. a powder and it, you, like you got an open wound, you just stop pour it. the, pour the powder in there and wrap it up and it makes oh. it, it makes it stop bleeding and clot up. Oh. I've been waiting to use it. I haven't had to no, use it yet. I don't want to be, I don't want to no. hear about that. So tell me from your, from the main hotel, uh, Uluwatu, to get to the surf break, do you paddle out or do you need a boat? No, you walk down, you walk down from the swimming pool. We have a staircase that goes down to the beach. Yeah. You walk down to the staircase to the beach and you paddle right out. You paddle out. Yeah. You paddle out. Yeah. If it's high tide, you paddle directly from, from the, from the beach. If it's low tide, you walk out onto the reef till you get to the edge of the reef and then paddle out. Got it. And but how it's far, far paddle or just an No, I mean, yeah. if, if it's not, if it's less than six feet, you can paddle out without getting your hair or your head wet yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. 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 Amazing. When, when, when it's big, when it's big and it's high tide, then, then you got some work, but it's, you know, it's a reef break. It sweeps down. So you paddle out if you you let the current pull the white water current pull you down and then you paddle back around in the blue water pretty easily got it it's a bit long but it's not uh you're not it's not like duck diving duck diving duck diving duck you know yeah it's yeah unbelievable what other yeah. fun stories can you share with us whether oh, it's God. nightlife surf stories yeah. whether it's business deals anything that comes to mind that we get a kick out of uh oh it it, de it depends on your audience. <laughs> <laughs> depends on your audience. Or, or more. Oh. Oh, Whatever God. you can share. That's try, you know, I mean, get, get, give, me, give me a subject. I'll give you a story. Give me a subject. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. what What's the typical, what's your typical guest? And, what, you know, they're surfing. And then what do they, after surfing, you guys go, they're going looking for nightlife? Like what, uh, okay, what is so, the typical nightlife? Right, good, thing. good good question so that that's uh when we first started the hotel i'd say probably up to about 2010 our guests were all like 95 percent surfers yeah and maybe their girlfriend or their wife okay okay and in the last 10 years the demographic has changed and, and because uatu has become an instagram an yeah. instagram famous place yeah. So now 
I would say we get about 75% non-surfers. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say we get about 25% surfers, but we get like, you know, and, and if they're not surfers, they're they're coming to party. You know, they're, they're going to beat through the day and you know, every night go out. So we we actually, we stopped even, even uh, ser- serving dinner at the hotel because everyone, everyone goes out, they go out for dinner or they order in. And yeah. it was like, you know, trying to run a, uh, a full service quality kitchen restaurant. We stopped doing, uh, we stopped doing a dinner. full kitchen. Yeah. We stopped doing full service dinner kitchen because everyone wants to go. There's a lot of restaurants now in the area. You know, there didn't used to be any restaurants so it's in the area. Changed. It's dramatically yeah. different. Dramatic. Yeah. So we get the, we get the Instagram hipsters. We get the, uh, you know, the, the, the just graduated, you know, gap year partiers. We get, you know, yeah. we, a lot of people like it. I, I, I'm a pretty much, uh, don't break anything. If you break it, you pay for it yeah. and, you know, have fun. If, if you want to, you know, if you want to swim naked in the pool at three in the morning, you know, just, just don't be making a lot of noise for the other people that are there, but have at it, you know? Yeah. Have a if good you want to, you know, if you want to bang the French chick you just met on, on you know, next next to the pool, and, and if someone sees you and complains, I'm not, I'm going to tell them that they're just jealous, and that's you know, go for it. But uh, you know, yeah, my, the, my pretty much the only rules I make in the hotel is just like don't don't disturb the other guests. Yes, and don't break anything. Don't hurt anybody. Yeah, hurt anybody. You, you can break anything you want as long as you Pay can for replace it. it you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if someone's just being like a, you know, if someone's just every night just making a ton of noise, then, yeah, then I'll tell, I'll tell them, like, you know, look, you either got to stop or leave, you know. And yeah. if we, we, we have a good relationship with the, the police and the, the non-police enforcers. I'm sure. So, yeah. So if, if, if someone doesn't want to follow the rules and, you know, is, is very You'll disrespectful. Yeah, there's been some of those, you know. There's been there's been a few of those. You know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, a, a lot of I think a lot of this, a lot, a lot of our word because we we've never really spent any money on advertising. You know, what I yeah. mean, we've we've really always gone word of mouth growth, word of mouth, and you know, we we we've all we all we want people to have fun. You know, we know everyone's everyone's on vacation. Yeah. So it's it's. Pretty much, that's just about it. It's like if if you're not if they're not bothering anyone else, then we have don't, they can do whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah, right. Yeah. If there's you know if there's three if there's three couples that are at the hotel and the other rooms are aren't full, and you know they're all young couples and one of them is partying every night, you know we'll just ask the other ones. Hey, is it bothering you? If they say no, then we don't even say anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah, let them do what they want. If someone's like really uptight, they're like, "Oh, you know, I could hear their TV at ten o'clock last night." And, uh, yeah, you know, then those people will, will just offer them another a different room that's further away. Yeah, or we'll tell them, we'll say, "Hey, we'll get you know, we'll we'll give you your you can, we'll give you your money back, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find you another place close by." Right. You know, and so that that's sort of you know, one of the other big things about that about like typical guest is we've now moved into online booking, uh, booking.com, Airbnb. So I'm, I'm not very computer savvy. So I, 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 
it started with this this guy comes to the hotel and he's Ukrainian and he's like, Oh, your place is so beautiful. How come he's not full? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, we do we do all right. And he's like, No, I can have your place full every day. And I'm like, Yeah, 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 you know, I'm, sure, sure thing, buddy. He's like, Oh, no, he's like, Look, this is what I do. I do the the search engine Bookings. optimization and I, the booking yeah. com. I'll, I'll get I'll list you on all the platforms. And I was like, Well, what do you Okay, you'll do all that. What do you want? You know, yeah. he's like, ah, he's like, give me five percent of, of of everything above above X. what you're doing now. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, you got it. So uh, he set he set it up. He he set us up on all the different booking platforms. You know, yeah. with pictures of the room and everything. And he was telling the truth. You know, he he we weren't a hundred percent full, but he he raised our got a lot of And then he also you know showed us about you know we we, we had like set rates right and it was either like a friend of mine that was free or it was a set rate no discount no nothing he showed us how to like adjust, he started adjusting the rates for the demand you know got it like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's automated basic, yeah it's basic here but he he set it up you know in america yeah fourth of july weekend costs more yeah. got it but he set it up you know fine-tuning the the price point levels like that and you know, he, he, that was, uh, I want to say that that was about like 2012, maybe. Yeah. And, um, so the funny, the, the funny story with him, so he's doing that for us. He was a, he was a great Ukrainian guy, really good guy, funny guy. And then, you know, he comes to me one day, he's like, and we became close, you know, friends. And he's like, I have this, this deal with uh credit cards and i'm like oh, ah, no. I, don't, I don't think this is such a good deal <laughs> and he's like no 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 it's very simple you know da, da, da. and he explains it to me and it's basically like you know you open an account someone's going to transfer in you know a large sum of money oh man then, then you transfer that money to another account and you get to keep like 30 percent right right and I'm like, oh yeah, let me guess. These guys are Russian, you yeah. know. And he's, he's like, yes, yes, but it's like three steps away. You can yeah, never, no problem, no. You problem. can never be caught. Never. And I was like, nah, man. I'm like, dude, just. I'm like, bro, I, I have no interest in it, and and don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Okay, I I will, I will never talk about it with you again, Steve. Don't worry. He gets nailed, nailed. Like the this <laughs> the. The cyber strike team from Jakarta. Yeah, come, nails him. He's a goner. They, they take him down, and he ended up doing like a year and a half in a. It, he ended up doing like eight months in in, in 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 a closet, and then another like four months in you know what you would imagine the worst third world prison hole ever. So that was that. So then, so I lost him as my as my online booking guy. And then I got another guy, funny enough, from Ukraine, you know, who, who's actually, no, he's, he, he has a, are you good? Yeah, I'm talking to Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, 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 he came over and he, he, he's now actually our manager. And he, he's very, he, he's a great guy. His name's Yard. He's now our full-time manager. So he's, he's really running the hotel for me now. All right, cool. But he's he's not a he's not a shady one. He's got like uh, he's you know he was a G, he was a GM of a of a three star hotel and 
he, he knows about, he has a degree in, in marketing and all he's that. He's got the pedigree. He's the real. Yeah, he's, he's got, he's got the pet. I, I, at first I had the, uh, the, the Ukrainian hacker and he set it all up and then, you know, he went down. So and you moved but, on. Yeah. But that, what's interesting. So anyway, so the final note on that is that with the online booking, you know, we we're, now we're getting people that I've never met them. I've never talked to them. We've never met them. We've never talked to them. We haven't even really exchanged emails with them. They just show up. You know, we know they're showing up on this date for this room paid. And, you know, we get like a, a, a wide variety of people that we never would have gotten before. And some of them right. are not really, you know, our demographic at all. You know, right. I mean, some of them, of they're like, they're like, you know, uh, they're expecting like white, white gloves, Love service, yeah. white glove, you know, uh, you know, national chain type of thing and and they're like well there's no cable there's no there's no cable tv and we're like there's there's high speed internet you, you know why would we have cable tv yeah well what if i want to watch something right like you know yeah, yeah. if you're going to if, if you're going on to if you're visiting a place to sit in the hotel room and watch tv we're probably not the right hotel for you yeah you know yeah so, so there's the, the pros and cons of growing yeah, and having yeah. a bigger audience. And yeah. So we, our general policy is just, just if someone shows up and they don't like what they see, we just give them straight give refunds. We, we give them their money straight away. Give, give them a free, a free, a free, a free transfer, you know, car to where anywhere else they want to book. And it's like nowadays, yeah, they'll, they'll stand there at the reception. They'll just be like, Ding 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 ding. Okay, yeah. Okay, I have a room over here. Okay, yeah. good. Go go. New world. And that's that's been good to keep you know the the TripAdvisor ratings up and stuff like that. Good, good. All right, I'm gonna have to cut us off, and we're gonna have to right. part two. I'm getting blown up by the wife asking, uh, "Where am I? I'm with the kids going nuts." You got it, Danny. I, I, I'm sorry. It, it sorry it put it. it took so long to get together yeah but i had to get you off the island yeah, back okay. to la but man it's always fun to catch up and we'll do a part two because there's so many funny stories i'm sure we could have a whole series of uh, give me give me, give me a list of 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 of, of, of stories and uh, if you want there's a lot of dark side stories if i love that to. that's a whole okay. different series so 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 line up some questions buddy We'll get some questions. This is the most interesting man alive. The real most interesting man alive, Steve Levine. Thank you, brother. Say hello. All right, my man. Take right, care, thanks. daddy. Good job, man. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Hey, thank you for following us. We want to really thank our sponsor, The Optimist. Go check out their new pop-up store on Beverly Drive, also in the platform in Culver City. And I appreciate Steve Levine. We've been trying to connect he's been in and out of town from bali and the shutdown it's been tough to get him but I'm, I'm so glad we we're able to tell a little bit of his story and i'm hoping to do a part two with him in the next couple months there's just so much there and so much to tell you can always follow us at the deal pod please please tell your friends leave a review if you like what you hear write a little comment all that helps we appreciate it we'll see you soon I am what I am today,